Oh, hey, listener, you found it. You press play on the geek show you were looking for. In this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast, we got a little bit of superhero movie related news regarding Wonder Woman, Green Lantern and the X-Men franchise over at Fox. And then we take a look ahead at superhero geek television that we are excited for in 2017, plus a bunch of awesome comments from you, our incredibly interesting listeners to share with you. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, January 15th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Be nerdy. Be funny. Disturb it. Jock and Be nerdy. Spoiler alert. What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the show. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And over there in the corner, he's the Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Good Earth to you. What's up, everybody? Good Earth to you, Imran and Anthony. Good Earth. Yes, well, thanks for checking this out. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, you may be thinking to yourself, uh, what, what's all this? Who is this show for? What am I doing here? How did I even... This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful life. Do you get that reference, Anthony? Probably not. No, he doesn't. No, you're too young. It's a talking head song. But look. Who? Uh, yeah, fuck off. David the Byrne? Wa- you ever heard of him? Not, not The Walking Dead. Grateful Dead? No, 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 no. Very good guesses, but you fucking millennial. Uh, the <laughs> Talking Heads. Wonderful band. Dawn uh, of the Dead. Look, not Dawn of the Dead, but it, here's the deal. If you like comic book TV related stuff, listener. If you, I like that. You like that, right, Ruggs? If you like. I don't. I don't and, like any of this. You know, what are you doing here, <laughs> you know. fucking jock? If you watch the, the, the shows such as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, if you were turned on to comic books because of the MCU, or if you are a longtime comic book fan and I love that this is the heyday for comic book stuff on the TV, on the movie screen, this is the show for you. Right, Rugs? Don't you agree? Absolutely. I don't know why you would go anywhere else. We have all your geeks, geeks, your geek needs right here. Jockinerd.com. Jockinerd podcast. This show, listener, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to go over a little bit of movie news, follow-up news from our last episode where we looked ahead to the geek movies of 2017 of this calendar year. More than superhero. It was like the geek genre, sci-fi, fantasy. We love all that shit. This show, we're going to do a little bit of news. We're going to look ahead at television geek media for the calendar year of 2017. Lots of exciting stuff, returning things, new shows. Uh, and then we have a ton of listener feedback to share. And I'm going to sprinkle it like a little seasoning throughout the show. A lot from David Belofsky because uh, the man goes on holiday, comes back. And I say holiday because he's an American living in the UK, comes back and he's catching up and he's just full of comments. So we're going to sprinkle in some of those comments. And He's not like Ashlight Grayson, though. What happened to that guy? Ashlight? What, you slacking? Come on, buddy. I start think- live tweeting this one right now. You could start now and make up. It's okay. I love getting 35 <laughs> notifications on, on my Listen, Twitter it's app. very hard to sustain. He may have just gotten burnt out. Yeah. It's okay. Well, he got noticed, so that was it. He got what he wanted. He, he, we noticed. We noticed the Ashlight Grayson, and uh, we thank you for listening and uh, tweeting. But that's what we're going to do for this show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get it started, you motherfuckers. <laughs> 
the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Look, Ashlight found us on Twitter, which is a place where you can interact. We're on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. You can send us a speak pipe. If you visit jockandnerd.com slash contact listener, you can interact with the show. You can be a part of the show. Send us your thoughts and comments, and we'll read them at the end of our show in a little mailbag segment uh, that we have sometimes when people actually. When people write in. But, dude, <laughs> our listeners have been awesome. There's been a lot of great interaction, and you'll see uh, there's a lot more to be had. So jockandnerd.com slash contact. Uh, for all those links. So follow up. We're going to start with this from David Malofsky from the Facebook group that you could join jockandnerd.com slash community. We had talked about um, that Russian superhero movie guardians. And I was confused whether it was supposed to come out in 2016. Was it still coming out? Well, they posted a final trailer for this movie that is being released February 3rd, 2017. So it is, uh, it should have been in our uh, last show, <laughs> but this movie is sick. Here is the synopsis. Listener, you might have seen some of these uh, trailers. Rugs, you've seen these trailers, right? Have you watched this final trailer yet? The new one? No, but I have seen the other two and it looks pretty cool. It's crazy. This movie, here's the synopsis. The film is set in an alternate history at the height of the Cold War between the United States and the Soviet Union as a, oh, as a group of Soviet superheroes were created during the Cold War. It sounds like an image comic book. Uh, the group includes representatives of the different nationalities of the USSR. Superpowers protagonists reflect strengths and traditions of the people of the USSR. Uh, so set during the Cold War, a secret organization named Patriot gathered a group of Soviet superheroes, altering and augmenting the DNA of four individuals in order to defend the homeland from supernatural threats. They have representatives from different nationalities of the Soviet Union, each one representing a different part. Um, uh, this this trailer is sick. And there's a poster. Uh, this this one dude reminds me of like the Winter Soldier a little bit. Yeah, let's, uh, let's watch it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? All right. We're going to give it a quick watch. Listen, listener, follow along in the show notes, uh, jockandnerd.com slash 148, and you can watch this trailer as well. Jockandnerd! All right. So the trailer is entirely in Russian, which really, it doesn't matter what they're saying. There's a couple of sick posters on this page, too, with the trailer, where you, you, if you follow the link. But, wow, uh, what did you guys think? That fucking, that looks pretty badass. It's like they're borrowing a lot of, like, MCU tropes. In that, yeah, in looks, this movie, a little bit, right? It looks better than. It doesn't look completely B movie. No, the production looks pretty dope. The dude, the guy with the bear with a machine gun, the guy who turns into a bear is awesome. I mean, you have like a Black Widow type character. She just happens to turn invisible. You got like a Winter Soldier type dude, but he's got like two fucking giant scimitar uh, swords. There's a a rock guy like the thing, and then there's that even little funny moment in the elevator. Uh, very MCU like tone. There's four of them. So there's the the wear bear, the wear bear. That's right. The, the girl, the invisible water girl, invisible, that's yeah. a ninja. Yeah, another ninja that has scimitars, and then there's a rock guy. And there's a, then somebody has a whip. The rock guy has a whip too. Maybe because that scimitar guy was riding the whip, and I guess the bad guy is this bane looking fellow. There's a dude that looks like fellow yeah, Iron he Man. might be the yeah. It's like a whiplash, right? From like Iron, Iron Man too. Electricity or something. Yeah, I don't know, dude. This is sick. I can't wait to watch this. Like, uh, it, that's a pretty pretty good uh, showing from Russia. Have you ever seen any kind of Russian movies? I have not. Before? I didn't know Russia made movies. They do. You ever, they, yeah, there's two. The one is called Night Watch, and the oh, other one's right. called Day Watch. Yes, we talked about this. It's kind of their uh, their. It's another superhero-y kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The only thing is that they in this movie they 
clearly tried to cast something that's more uh, palatable. Because the guy that they used for Night Watch and Day Watch was like this kind of older looking dude no, that just was not, funny looking. Yeah, yeah. Now they got like a tr- attractive people in here and women, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. February twenty third. The out only of thing Russia. that's a little rough is the bear, the bear guy, and then the bear like it's it's noticeable. The bear CGI, CGI itself, yeah. It's but it's yeah. that's kind of like a little rocket raccoon thing, just like a big I bear. Think, I, no, I think the rocket raccoon thing they do they pull off better. Yeah, way better. Yeah. actually. Yeah, than yeah. the bear. Oh but, yeah. But for uh, Russia, I, I wonder know. what I the budget know. is. You know, it's uh, it's what's pro- what's the Hollywood in Russia? I don't know. I don't know if there is one. Stalingrad. I don't, it's not. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> called Stalingrad anymore. We don't know what we're talking about. Leningrad. Leningrad. Lenin. Uh, I love the Beatles. Uh, look. All right. So that's coming up February. Gonna try to find a stream of that somewhere. I will let you know what we thought. Let's move on to a little bit of DCEU news. We have. Uh, some news about the villain in Wonder Woman that's coming out uh 2017. And it's been confirmed. Remember in the trailer, you saw a little bit that guy with a whip. And uh, didn't we, who, did we have a guess who it was? Aries, right? Yes, I think we did mention Aries. I don't remember if we guessed or not. It's actually Aries. It is right. Aries will be the character who will be the villain of the movie. And they also, uh, they put out a couple of set photos of Gal Gadot and director Patty Jenkins uh, uh, on the set filming this movie. Um, cool stuff, but so Ares is, uh, in the recent comic book, he's one of Wonder Woman's uh, siblings. In the New 52, he was right. his brother, right? And uh, it wasn't it in that one, she ha- he went bad, she had to kill him, and she became the God of War? I didn't read the full thing, so... Maybe. What in a new fifty-two? Yeah, I believe she became. No, the, he was, she was trained by Ares, wasn't she? She was trained by Ares, but something happened. Ares got killed, and she became the God of War in the new fifty-two. Towards the end, yeah, of the run, which is pretty cool. Now, in the new version, what's Ares' involvement? In I, I don't know. New, do you know? I, know? I I do collect Wonder Woman, but I haven't read them yet. Well, I, I read somewhere it might have been Birth Movies Death, where like this potentially could be a really cool villain because he could mean more. In terms of this is the first war, the Great War. World oh World yeah, War One, and you're fighting the God of War. Possibly, maybe yeah. it's a thing where he caused this. What well, I read that he finds out that the Germans or the the Allies, not the Allies, the Central Powers at the time, are making a weapon that could wipe out humanity, and that's what he wants. No, oh, and he's like, oh boy, you guys can't have this. Well, Ares wants it to like, so yeah, so he, and then she has to stop it. It'd be cool if they 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 swung it to where he kind of started the first world war and these these crazy yeah conflicts. that'd be cool. Okay, moving on to uh, the Green Lantern Corps property. Right, this movie is uh, there's a little bit of news about who the Green Lanterns might be in the movie and who's writing it and who is interested in playing one of these lanterns. We'll start off in a breaking news announcement. DC Films has confirmed. The premise and character plans for his Green Lantern reboot film, Green Lantern Corps. The film will focus on Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart in what is described as a lethal weapon in space story premise. Geek boner. I like that. I like that so far. Deadline dropped the exclusive on the film's creative team, which is sure to get DC Comics fans an uproar. Uh, Hal. So Hal, of course, is the longest running, most popular Green Lantern who died and Jeff Johns brought him back. Right. Uh, and then uh, J- uh, John Stewart. Uh, he got real popular because of the TV show. 
Biggest on-screen impact, like he beat the the hell to the screen with Justice League uh, TV show in the 2000s. So a lot of guys your age, right, Anthony, grew up thinking the Green John Lantern Stewart. is a black dude yeah, named John Stewart. We thought Green Lantern was a black guy, yeah. You know, which he is, which he is. You just we you thought he was know. the main. The black guy was the main guy. We didn't. You didn't know the whole mythology, and you know, there's tons of uh, uh, tons of Green Lanterns. So I like that they picked these two finally. Yeah. The you know the lethal weapon comparison could be good if unless it's like really cliched. You know, it's a formula. I like it, but it only it lethal weapon worked because it was the the old guy and the young like renegade yes and although john stewart has that personality of being like kind of the, the he's the military type he, i don't think they're that much older than one another. like i think they were about the same age yeah they so. really they usually like unless they're gonna make hal like an older mentor i don't know no, don't they're like definitely that. not i yeah. mean that's not the hal's hal is definitely mel like mel gibson and will yeah oh yeah and or, will uh, they what's mel gibson's name in that character? um Myrtle or riggs i riggs. forgot which he's one riggs, riggs. yeah Riggs, I can't do this shit no more. I, I think they're just going to do with that. They have conflicting personalities and ways of doing things. Yeah, the buddy cop and, uh, thing. Yeah, it won't be so much of an age thing, but it'll just be a conflicting personalities and well, because John Stewart approach thing. Yeah, he's like a soldier uh, a by soldier. the books guy in hell. Yeah. As you know, if you read the comic books, the guy just he's very impetuous, very cocky, brash fighter pilot. Not quite what Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, displayed in no. the movie <laughs> at all. Uh, but rugs. Here's the bad news. Guess okay. Guess who's writing the script? David. Goyer. Oh shit! Oh, How shit. did you guess? That is absolutely 100 percent accurate. Uh, that that leaves me a little bit worried. Now, he did write on the Dark Knight trilogy, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, he did that. I mean, you can give him props for I think number one and two. If you look at the script for. Dark Knight Rises, it is pretty shitty. And then I think, I think he, that David Goyer is playing the game now. That's the problem. David S. Goyer and Justin Rhodes. So there's another guy uh, also, but he's playing the superhero game, right? Like we've said, yeah. like he kind of doesn't get superheroes, which is why in the beginning, maybe it was smart for him to write superheroes because it's an outside thing trying to pull it <laughs> in. Now, where your general audience gets superheroes, you have to jump on board and get fucking superheroes, which clearly well, he's missed with Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman writing. See, you always think someone's really good until someone actually does it right. Right. And you're like, oh, that's yes. how it's supposed to be. This is so yes. when he did something, we're like, oh, cool. Yes. And then all of a sudden someone started writing shit for Marvel and getting it right. And we're like, oh, that's better. Yes. That's, that's exactly like the it. case with the Goyer. You know, we didn't realize how fucking shitty it was until somebody did it right. They also, uh, Deadline states it's currently unclear whether the studio would re-engage with star Ryan Reynolds to play Hal Jordan again. No. No. I don't think that's going to happen. No, 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 no. I think you need a clean start. You have to forget that movie happened. There no, there's no way. Yeah, there's so, 0% chance. here's one guy who's actively come out and he's kind of championing this role of Jon Stewart. And... The actor's name is Sterling K. Brown. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, if you are unaware of him, he recently played uh, Christopher Darden on The People vs. O.J. And he is uh, currently on This Is Us, which is uh, a pretty good show. My wife checked out some of it. He tweeted, Dear Powers That Be, if you are looking for someone to play Jon Stewart, I humbly submit my name. Namaste. 
Hashtag Green Lantern. Andy, you've seen this guy. This is us guy. He was amazing as Christopher Darden on People vs. OJ. This show is just an ensemble cast, and it's everyone fucking loves this show. He's really good. I like this. I like this pick. And if he wants to do it, you know, give it to him. What do you think, Rugs? Do you know the Sterling K. Brown? Uh, I, I'm i somewhat familiar with, of him. He's like, um, He seems like he'd be okay. Hashtag Green Lantern Core. Yeah, so who... Who would we want to play? Uh, I know you hate at the casting game, Anthony Ruggs. I hate the casting game. Who would you want to play Hal Jordan? I'm not good at the casting game either. I'll tell you the it. truth. Yeah. I'd have to think about it for a second, but are we talking about, who are we talking about age-wise here? Well, it would be someone, I think, I think be, you'd have to go someone in their, like, late 20s, yeah, early 30s absolutely. range. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. See, I would go with Christopher Pratt, but he's already working for Marvel. Yeah, right? yeah. I know there oh. are a lot of rumors that it was going to be Chris Pine, but he's Steve Trevor now. In the now year. he's Steve Trevor. That's Steve that, Trevor. Steve, Steve Trevor. Steve uh, Maybe it's an unknown guy. Sometimes that's best, but they've been like, they're they're packing. Usually they're cast. As, usually they're, they're casting big names. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we'll see. But maybe not for their heroes. But, Other than uh, Ben Affleck, the, the, the heroes have been less namey. All Gal Gadot had a name. B- barely Ezra Miller no the guy that's playing uh, Ray Fisher is playing Cyborg no and even Momoa is kind Momoa's of like not, okay. yeah this uh, when is this movie coming out I don't know 2018 this, long this. time next but year actually it needs to uh, it <laughs> long needs, time next year it, next year it's going on tomorrow <laughs> it needs to erase the stench that is uh, Green Lantern that we did a great what the fuck happened series episode on it's rough for me to get excited about any of the DC films until A they make a good one B, I know that they've made a good one and that they will actually go ahead with their plans. Because it seems like every time they make a movie, their plans change. Yes, they're very reactionary. We said last episode, like, uh, the Wonder Woman and Justice League, there's so much riding on it. Yeah. Uh, and real, okay, so real quick, I'll address this one quick rumor. And I don't want to get too much into this because this internet is crazy with these stories about Ben Affleck saying, you know, I'm working on this script. Oh, the script isn't ready for the Batman. Uh, and then he's saying, if it's not right, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but it, cosmic book news, this is clickbait headlines people, but you know, how we like to bag on this, uh, similar to past reports about Batman versus Superman is not being said that both the wonder woman movie and the justice league movie are suffering from problems and appear to be disasters in the making. This is the source, okay? Regarding Wonder Woman, Sasha from the Schmoes Knows podcast, which is John Schmo part of Collider, which happened to have DC All Access Tiffany Smith on, said she heard it from the same friend who heard that Batman vs. Superman was bad, mm. that Wonder Woman is a stinker as well. Oh, shit. Uh, Sasha went on to note that she and her source are big Wonder Woman fans who are hoping for the best. The DC source slash Sasha said, I'm very disappointed in what I saw, and it seems like all the problems are the same problems. It's discombobulated. It doesn't have a narrative flow. It's just very disjointed. Now for the mm, Justice the, League, the source on that is right? is great. Yeah, a friend, a friend of, a of friend. someone who works on this who other thing was a other friend. Yeah. So look, take it for what it is. Uh, for Justice League, a rumor hit the net earlier in the week that the, states the Ben Affleck Batman movie production is getting pushed back a few months until summer, which may be because Ben Affleck is still writing the script. However. Batman on film theorizes it may have something to do with problems with Justice League, in which they hear is a quote unquote mess. It's further, yeah, it's further suggested that Ben Affleck may even want to bail on the DCEU. Oh, I believe that too. There's a lot of stuff that's coming up with yes, looking like 
Affleck is not into this shit. Look, here's the evidence. He's this live by night. He has another movie coming out that he's producing and they're catching him off guard on these things. And he's hemming and hawing. He's saying things like, we I, we don't have the script. We were supposed to start shooting, but we're not going to. He's like, if the script isn't there, I don't want to do it. He's like, I'd rather not make a Batman movie than make a bad Batman movie. If one woman in Justice League bomb, I guarantee he fucking bails. Well, there is that interview uh, with Ben Affleck when Batman v Superman comes out where the one of the interviewers asks him like what he thinks of the critics yeah. saying that the movie's bad. Or, and then lately, like reveal to him what the critic score is on Rotten Tomatoes and like the look on his face is so like he's so disappointed so like you can tell he's actually like he cares and it, it, like he wants this to be good and if if these movies kept getting blasted by critics and fans like he's not gonna want to associate his name to this anymore I mean fucking Batman v Superman like you told me the last got, you know, got nominated for Razzies I can't stop thinking about it. it's a joke and so if, if they paint him into a corner where he, the only movie, Batman movie he can make is a shitty Batman movie. Well, I, he's not going to do that to his career, dude. This is, this Ben fucking Affleck. He's won Oscars. He's directed movies. He doesn't need this horse shit. He did do Geely. Well, that, no, well, he, <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, he did do that. That was one of his movies, wasn't it? That, 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 that one got a Razzie that for is worst also, movie of the year. Yeah, that is. Have you seen it? No. No. Have you seen it? I want to watch it. It's, I, that, I hear is, it's like painful yeah, to watch. Yeah, that's the notoriously worst movie ever made. It's one of the worst movies I ever made, they say. But. Because it's him and when he was dating Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Just masturbating on Yeah, they're screen. just like, oh, that's this great, baby. What about this take? Oh, baby, that was great. Let's yeah. do the next take. Yeah. Nobody there to fucking say, ah, shut this down. It sucks. Uh, oh, but look, I'm I'm really hesitant. I don't even we like you can't even look ahead to this solo Batman movie because no, he no is Batman on Batman the movie. fence as it is. There's no solo Batman movie until we see these other movies yes. and they do if they do well or not. And they're gonna they're gonna be reactionary assholes like they are with everything. So look, it's a little clickbaity, but some there's some truth in there somewhere. I think because things don't add up. All right, let's move on to a little bit of Fox Mutant news. Uh, we have from the writers of Deadpool two. Uh, explaining how they're going to handle Cable. Cable, a character with the most comic booky, convoluted fucking origin ever. How do you handle this in Deadpool 2? So the, uh, comicbook.com actually has a great little snippet of his origin. This is Cable's origin. And depending on who you ask, they say it's the best origin or the worst origin. Cable, a.k.a. Nathan Christopher Charles Summers, is the son of Scott Summers, Cyclops, and Madeline Pryor, a clone of Jean Grey. As a baby, he was infected with a techno-organic virus, and to save him, he was sent centuries into the future. There, he was raised by the Ascani, a clan founded by his genetic sister from an alternate timeline, and the psychic spirits of Scott and Jean inside temporary bodies while on their honeymoon for several years. From there, you have clones, families, betrayal, time travel, alternate timelines, a fucking glorious hot mess of an origin. How the fuck do you bring Cable into Deadpool 2? Well, Paul Wernicke and Rhett Reese, they feel co pretty confident. They said, I think authenticity is important. I think part of what made Deadpool such a success, I think we're going to continue that authenticity. His writing partner directly addressed the origin and said it's more about finding the essence of Cable than trying to throw all that information at an audience in the space of a film. With Cable, he says, he's got such a convoluted past, such a convoluted origin story that I think we're going to try to leave that not mysterious but there are a lot of twists and turns, cloning and all this stuff where you go, oh, my God, how do we get that across in a two-hour movie? I think we're going to distill him down to his essence. 
It will be authentic and faithful, but it's not going to include the 18,000 details. If you were going to read a Wikipedia page about cable, you roll your eyes, which so I, I like that. He says the essence of the character. This is always what you want. As long as the essence of the character is there. Very- I think it'd be kind of funny if they were, if they had him throughout the entire movie, just explaining his origin, like clearly, um, just narrating what who he is, yeah. Like, and Deadpool's like, "What like, the what? fuck? Are you dude? fucking serious? You're like, what? He's now? like, he's like, I'm uh, Scott Summers' son from the future. I'm also from the future. <laughs> I'm also uh, Madeline Pryor's son, but she's a clone of Jean Grey. And like, I like, he, like he just drops these snippets yeah, throughout yeah. the movie. I think that'd be kind of funny. Plus, this is an alternate he, timeline. He could just be like, "Yo, my parents are mutants, and then they sent me to the future because I had a fucking virus, and they wanted to cure me, so they fucking sent me to the future." Or they now I'm back. Or they like they do that where he's like I'm I'm this and I'm that and then Deadpool's sitting there and then it's like you do like a thing where it's like half like two two days later and yeah. he's still going through he's his orders like, and, and then- Deadpool is like sleeping like like whipping his dick out masturbating or some shit. <laughs> And just, Cable's like, just, then I went back to my original timeline. Just like acknowledging that his origin is so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's tricky. This is good, though. I like that they, they got to simplify it a little bit because it is fucking over it's the weird. top. I didn't even realize it was that weird. Ridiculous. I knew he was Scott Summers' son, but yeah. I didn't realize Madeline Pryor and all that <laughs> other shit. There's clones. There's time travel. Genetic sister. It is. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. His, uh, you know, his parents are younger than him. He's older than them. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. X-Men after like 1993 is a mess. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we also know Deadpool 2, Colossus. Teenage Negasonic Warhead and Dopinder will all be back Dopinder. for the sequel. I was really happy to see Dopinder, even though it's a stereotype fucking Indian fella. That guy does drive cabs, though. For in real life? Yeah. Why? Did you no, get him? No, not Dopinder, oh. but people like that. That's true. <laughs> they don't. Is, however... it, is it stereotypical or, or authentic? Well, stereotypes start somewhere. <laughs> when I'm not working at the Dunkin' Donuts, I drive my Uber. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. I come pick you up. <laughs> It's not racist because I'm Pakistani. Calm down. Okay, moving on to... Oh, you're the one yelling, and you're yelling, going, calm down. I'm the one I was yelling to my racist self. I had no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> uh, okay, so last bit of movie news that we're going to touch on is uh, the larger X-Men universe. We know they've said Fox wants to reboot the franchise. We know Brian Singer will not be continuing with them in this reboot. Uh, we didn't know what they were doing, but they may have accidentally uh, leaked some details of what they're doing. It says here, if recent reports are to be believed, X-Men Supernova will either be the official title or the working title for the seventh main storyline X-Men film. The title has been circling around mid-December, but until this week was believed to be the working title for Josh Boone's X-Men The New Mutants. However, that all changed when Production Weekly released their latest issue for the week of January 12th, which featured not the usual one, but two separate X-Men listings. One for the aforementioned New Mutant spinoff, and one for the mysterious X-Men Supernova. Uh, which I think, I saw another article, It's that is going to be called X-Men Dark Phoenix. Whoa. So the, so the, remember the young kids they cast, they have multi-picture deals. The girl who played Cyclops, uh, Jean Grey and Storm, I believe, and possibly Nightcrawler too. also. So they could go on, but they are, they're going to reboot. So they're going to reboot the X-Men franchise with the dark Phoenix saga. That's never been properly done in the movies. What do we think about that? It never will. 
you know, so at the end of Apocalypse, in Apocalypse, you saw a little bit of that. You saw Jean Grey kind of like it, kind of uh, uh, emotion get mad, and you saw the Phoenix, and it kind of was like the final death blow to Apocalypse, right? How do you do the storyline from the comic books where there's aliens and she goes rogue and she goes dark and she's killed a civilization and they put her on trial and they gotta go like get it. her? I don't like it. You know why? Because even though it was mishandled the first time. At least we got to know Jean Grey for two movies, somewhat. You know, they were like the Wolverine show. Correct, yes. We don't know anything about this fucking You mean Jean Famke Janssen Jean Yeah. Grey. I love Famke Janssen Jean Grey. We, didn't, we don't know anything about this this chick playing Green uh, Jean Grey. Now they're going to turn her into Phoenix already? I don't know about that. I think, I think you have to develop that character and, and learn to like that character so that when she does become the Dark Phoenix and go rogue, it yeah. means something. It doesn't mean like, shit right now. That's a good point. I feel like that movie people have their heads up their ass. <laughs> I really don't, don't know, know like, yes. what to do. Like, it just makes so much sense not to do that and to just wait a little longer, like Anthony said. But why the fuck would they do it? That's so dumb. But whatever. They're like it's Hollywood. I feel like they're they're freaking out and they're scrambling to keep this X Men thing moving, and they just need some kind of direction. I think they're they're scrambling to figure out what X Men storylines. We'll call it. We'll make people come in, out and see X Men again, and they feel like Dark Phoenix is the one to do it again. They they went. They did Apocalypse. They did Days of Future Past. Now they're doing the Dark Phoenix again. <laughs> they is, they they're running out of stuff. This Dark Phoenix is like their Dark Knight Returns dark storyline that you're like, oh, just do that. It's dark and it's huge and like, but they don't. They pick and choose from it. They never give it. Well, it's I mean, a everyone knows who the Phoenix is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. That's the big thing. Yeah. So they, they want to put that on screen because Apocalypse fucked up. They should do something where an alien or something like that threat, some new threat rises up and, and the government like has to go and beg the X-Men. They to need help. the mutants to come back. Oh, yeah. To uh, well, be that's a active. good idea. That's pretty good. I'm tired of seeing mutants fight mutants. I like I want to see some aliens because X-Men yeah, does yes. have aliens. Yes. X-Men has a lot of aliens. The Dune. Yeah. Uh, so it says reports suggest that X-Men Supernova or it's, it's been updated to be Dark Phoenix is going to start shooting in May in Montreal, the same place they're shooting X-Men, the new mutants. Maybe they could tie those two movies together if they're shooting in the same place. Um, also going back to Deadpool for a second, there was another report saying Deadpool two will set up X-Force. So like you have these two paths, you have this Deadpool X-Men franchise path, which is like Deadpool and X-Force. And then you have them rebooting this. With New Mutants, ah, it sounds like a mess a little bit. You know what cures a mess? Time travel. Time travel always cures a mess. <laughs> Just go back and reboot Get everything. Cable in there and do some time travel. <laughs> that, will, that will make things less convoluted. Right? Yeah, that'll clear everything. <laughs> All right, so that's what's going on on the movie side. Uh, let's get to our main topic. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Before we get to all the geek superhero TV we are looking forward to in 2017, I want to take this time to give a shout out to our fan club. Jock and Nerd. We got a great uh, fan club where you can help us out, listener. It's on Patreon, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. There's great bonus audio. In fact, there is an RSS feed that you put in your podcast app, and it's a mini podcast. I just shared that with Rug Boy. Rugs, isn't that cool that it's like a little private lockdown podcast yeah. feed? I had no fucking idea what you were doing with this because I know that you were do- taking the clips <laughs> yes. of us talking. Yes, I had but no I idea. didn't know that how long. They're like some of these are like 
like 30, 40 minutes. Absolutely. Some of the and, full, uh, full show is on there. And it's all shit that you would never supposed to hear on the show. It's all like fucking kind of like personal shit or shit that we're just shooting the shit, saying whatever the fuck's on our mind, like not thinking shows. about the show. A lot of inside and, baseball to to do a jock uh, oh, yeah. thing. And this shit was hilarious. Like there's a couple of episodes that were just fucking amazing like i'm like why aren't this should be the main show yeah right sometimes it's gold there's so much yeah. good stuff in the post shows i'm gonna bring this up again our, <laughs> our our post show for episode 146 where anthony uh spills the beans he leaves a big bombshell at the end of episode 146 about the chicks we met at g fest uh it is great there's a great story in there where he's just blowing a nerd's mind Basically, because you're sitting there with this hot chick, and he's like, "Are you? Is that your girlfriend?" And you're like, "Nope." Because what'd you guys meet? And we're like, "Just now." <laughs> and his mind is blown. So Malofsky's catching up on this. He sends us this comment. He says, "Continue my catch up, Tony. I've totally had that moment with a nerd asking me about the girl I was hooking up with and not understanding the situation. So uh, she's not your girlfriend, but uh, like exactly the same. P.S. If you don't know what I'm talking about." Subscribe on Patreon because the episode 146 bonus show is hilarious. Geek boner. You will get all sorts of boners in that one. But look, just check it out. <laughs> You'll be helping the show out. We'll read out your name. We appreciate it. Helps us it's cover totally the cost. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. That one is worth the cost it's of so much admission. No, but there's, there's like literally like I, I counted like way more than 10, 15, 20 things up there. There's easily seven, uh, probably seven and a half bonus hours of audio that you can listen yeah. to. I mean, so, we, we can continually throw post shows up there if yes. there's any good stuff. So Always. Yeah. And uh, experimental stuff. There's full shows. Uh, it's so much fun. You don't want to miss it. Jockinner.com slash Patreon. Let's get to TV in 2017, people. What do you say? Let's do it. So, look, it's January 2017. It's part of the year where a lot of these shows have gone on the midseason break. And uh, a lot of them are coming back this month. So we're going to talk about what's coming back and uh, the future of those. And then what's new in 2017. There's a lot of crazy new stuff. Almost too much to keep up with. And we'll discuss what we're going to keep up with because it's not going to be fucking everything. That's for goddamn sure. Oh. Let's start with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Back. It already started last yeah. week. They're one week back. Anthony, by the way, on the shows that listener, if you're a first time listener, we regularly we used to review Agents of Shield, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, episode by episode, last full Gotham, season. Gotham, Supergirl. Uh it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Yeah. This season we've decided to just talk about the shows as they happen if something cool happens. But it's made the jock lacking, hasn't it, a little bit? I've fucked up. <laughs> so you are not caught up with any of this shit, are you? No. I've I've all I've watched is maybe maybe two episodes of Shield, two of like Arrow and Flash, and then maybe the one the big crossover. That's about it. All right, fuck you because Rugs and I have caught up and we're gonna spoil some of this shit Go for ahead. you. Because are you ever even gonna catch up at this point? Yeah, I mean you. I will. Yeah, it, it might just, be like the summertime. It might be in the summer. Yeah, you need time. It's too much. It's Rugs, too much. you're caught up with everything, right? I watched Agents of the Shield. There's nothing else out. No, I'm. But you were caught up until now on everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So the second half of Agents of the Shield, the first half was the awesome Ghost Rider. I really enjoyed it. He's gone. He left. Okay. He kind of was sucked away in a box with his uncle Eli Morrow, who was actually the bad guy the whole time. They're in some dimension. He'll probably be back, but I was surprised we got Ghost Rider that long. I'm sure it costs a shit ton of money. It is ABC. They have ABC money. The sets are dope, but. It's very expensive to put a guy's head on fire and make it look good for fucking, you know, 20, 30 minutes at a time. So that wrapped up. The second half of the season is called LMDs because while this was going on, 
Radcliffe secretly made some life built an android. Right. Fucking smoking hot chick. They made a, uh, who, you know, fits and Simmons knew the voice before and they put her in a body. So this second half, it's called LMDs. Uh, so rugs real quick. What did you think of the, the episode that came back? It was pretty crazy. I thought, well, it does what shield always does. It, it sets up a, uh, a new twist on the series. Yes. All right. But it gives you a new bad guy. Yes. That's kind of rising to the surface and a whole new conundrum. Then you don't know how it's going to play out. Dude. So. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Real quick. If you check this out, Ada, we think Ada kidnapped May, knocked her out and put in a May robot. Okay. So the May that's around now is an LMD. Nobody knows this, but Ada. So this whole time they're making it look like Ada. She makes this bridge. This kind of it looks a lot like Doctor Strange stuff. She makes this transportal bridge to save uh, uh, Coulson and Ghost Rider, whatever. But then you see her working on this brain. You're like, what the fuck's she doing? She like it appears she has cracked into herself, reprogrammed herself. She doesn't feel pain anymore. She's she goes rogue. They can't turn her off. She wants the Darkhold, the book. Right. Meantime, May is a fucking uh, LMD. Nobody knows that this last episode ends with. Mac using his fucking shotgun axe, chopping her head right off because she was about to run off with the book. Ada's gone. Ada's dead. It's Fitz is like, oh no, what's going to happen? May is still a robot, but big twist. It was Radcliffe. Radcliffe was behind this the whole time. He programmed her. He wants the dark hold. She wasn't sentient at all. She wasn't sentient. He programmed her to be that way. To fool everyone. To f- thinking. Because he just wanted the dark hold because he what the glimpse that he saw blew his mind. He goes, The secrets to the universe are in this book. I must have it. Hmm. Yeah, so basically he faked everyone out, and so he doesn't have the blame. He could just, you know, kind of skate by and pretend he has nothing to do with anything. So what did you guys think of it? I, I liked it. it. Was, I, do, I wasn't expecting Ada to go out so quickly. And then there's another Ada. As soon as they kill her, it cuts to him. He's built. He has another one. She's there. He's like, ah, it's a shame about that one. I got you. But there's the best part is this May is totally getting it on with Coulson. Like Coulson is totally going to hook up with uh, LMD. Uh, Wait, are they already with, being? <laughs> no, but they're they're They've been they have this thing going on. There's this chemistry. She's they're flirting heavy. Ooh. They're gonna bang. Meanwhile, she's out cold in the closet. <laughs> also, we're gonna see Pat Oswalt. <laughs> that laugh. Pat Oswalt's gonna be back. The uh, Koenig brothers. Oh, yeah, remember, yeah. there was something that they're gonna reveal a big family secret, which I'm thinking is that they are LMDs. They said they were triplets. They may be clones. There was three of them, but two of them are coming back. Their oh. big secret. Billy said there was Billy, what, Sam, and Eric. What yeah. secret did we even? know that they had well i i always i we was were, never even aware that they had a secret. we were suspicious that they were also androids oh. not actually we thought that they were the lmds yes at first. yes right, they right, made right. it seem like they were the lmds because so, one of them died and also there's another one yeah there. you're like what the fuck so maybe they're clones maybe they're lmds i love Patton oswald i'm just happy to see him back on the show it seems like shield has gotten better so Here's the interesting thing. Pick up. They haven't been officially renewed for next season, but the heads are feeling good. The, the word was we're bullish on a renewal. This move back an hour to and more graphic, more violent may have actually helped because I think it, it, it if this gets another season, then uh, it seems like it will get another season. They're very hopeful. I, I, I don't think so. No, I, I doubt that it's going to get another season. Because the minute they turned it to 10, we were like, is this the last season? I mean, here's the thing, though. I think if they're going to build a TV universe, 
they this is their longest running show. They need to use what they've built so far. It would seem a shame to have built up like it was bad in the beginning, but they built up these characters to the point where it has improved every season. It would be a shame to kill it when the show is kind of getting better. I'm not watching, so <laughs> <laughs> well, they're working on you. What did you think of the new uh, the new uh, uh, Inhuman? Oh, you mean uh, the it was who was it? Oh, it was uh, the senator's brother. Yeah, whatever his name was. The senator's brother, who I love that there's Indian people on there, and he's like, he was in a cocoon. He's cool. He's really fast. Uh, but then they killed him, didn't they? She fucking killed him. She's cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Yeah. Senator Nadir's cold-blooded. All right, so Gotham also is coming back, but I fucking, I watched that as a guilty pleasure. However, Jerome appears. Jerome, the fucking Joker kid, is back. Also. He's back. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Supergirl uh, is coming back. Cool. Uh, and uh, January 23rd, the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow return the same night, January 24th, which is a Tuesday. They moved Legends to help. Didn't all these shows get renewed? Yes. And then the next day, Arrow comes back. Here's the crazy thing. All four shows for the CW renewed. I, was, I didn't think, uh, I didn't think Legends would get a renewal either. I was even before they come back on the Tuesdays, they're very uh and also Supernatural's gotta be doing something good. It got picked up for a thirteenth goddamn season. Oh shit. Rugs, have you ever watched Supernatural? Uh I watched it when it first started out, like a long time. I remember Malofsky tried to sell us on it. Yeah, he liked people it. have tried to sell us yeah. I mean it's doing something right, but I don't even know what the fuck it's about. It's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer without hot chicks in it, oh. I guess. So it's like, that's crazy. Supernatural, like it has huge fans. But I think it says here that the Invasions crossover episode helped Legends get picked up again in terms of rating, which oh. I didn't think it would. I was surprised. I got this is one episode I haven't watched yet is the, the crossover with Legends. Uh, do that one. Yeah. Oh, you haven't watched the Legends one. That's the that wraps up the whole. No, then there's that wraps up the crossover. But then there's the season finale shit. So here's where we left off. We'll spoil it a little bit again, people. Spoiler alert. Uh, in Flash, what happens at the very end? Barry accidentally runs five months into the future, and he sees Savitar, who's the god of speed, who everyone's working for, kill Iris. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, the other Flash, uh, his uh, the other guy, Henry Allen, dude, pulls him back. Bear, uh, Henry Allen? Jay Garrick, the original Jay Garrick, Garrick. Oh, yeah. Flash from Earth 2, pulls him out because he kind of popped. There was a big explosion. He popped over there. He wasn't supposed to be there. So now he's back and he knows in five months, Iris is going to get killed and they may kill her. I mean, they may just kill Iris and have it be that, but then he's going to have another reason to go back in time. Uh, so uh, Flash coming back, uh, first it's going to uh, be with this character, Gypsy who is looking for HR. HR has a great, also great, great uh, revelation. Who the fuck's HR? HR is the Wells. They got a, a Wells from another universe. They Don't went, they already have a Wells from another universe? Yes, from Earth 2, but he had to leave, so they went Wells shopping in different universes, multiverses, Wells, and they picked this one guy. Why? This happened, Anthony. Yeah, this, wow, this because, is kind of funny. It is. It's hilarious because they wanted a Wells there, and it was the Earth 2 Wells idea. He's like, you know, there's Wells in every... Every universe, let's go find one. So they find this guy who's seemingly a scientist, and he's really charismatic. He's always got drumsticks in his hands. He's kind of loopy. Turns out he lied to them. He's not a scientist. <laughs> he's just a guy that, like, he could solve problems. He's the guy. He's like the team 
builder like so he's been lying to him the whole time about his whole backstory and they're like what the fuck wells he's like yeah i'm not a scientist but that can- seems like it works well did it is it let me, do you, let me ask you guys do you like that kavanaugh is killing it with this version of wells i it's fun it is fun to watch rugs what do you think i mean i'm wondering when it, when he revealed that he wasn't a scientist i was like okay get the fuck out of here right <laughs> so i'm wondering what he brings to the table but i mean it is fun to watch so so on Flash, it, yeah, it's compelling in that way. It is. It's fun, and Tom Cavanaugh is just like he's played so many different versions of Harrison Wells. It's amazing, and they're all really good, and they're all distinct, right? You know. So when it comes back, there's a bounty hunter uh, named Gypsy that arrives in Central City to bring him back to Earth 19 because he's on trial for some crimes. Like he wasn't supposed to travel. Turns out interdimensional travel is le- illegal on their Earth, so they're coming to get him. <laughs> but it's gonna also, you know, moving forward, it's gonna deal with Flash. Dealing with how does he, does he, you know, stop things that he knows is going to happen because he knows Iris is going to die. The, like in some cases he has to let people get away because he knows if I stop him, then this happens. You know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy hard decisions for Barry. Talia Al Ghul joins us when Arrow comes back. Talia. Was they, it the original? Yes. Oh, remember Lexa, they, they, uh, Lexa Doig, they uh, cast Lexa oh, yeah, Doig yeah, yeah. as Talia first time in the CW universe. Uh, so she gets a proper intro when Arrow comes back, and it's still, um, I I like this season Arrow. I'm uh, I'm enjoying uh, the twist. I, I heard Arrow got better. Yeah. Did we find out who Slightly. Prometheus was? Slightly. No, we don't know. What? We don't know who Prometheus is still. Okay. No, Prometheus is uh, the Dark Arrow dude. No, it's the ship in uh, the Alien universe. No, that's a horrible movie. Oh. I don't know what was going on. What? <laughs> I thought it was the God of Fire. It's oh, also yeah. the God of Fire. So, uh, uh, so at the end of Arrow, Anthony, spoiler, spoiler alert, the very last shot, uh, Oliver returns home, and who is standing there? Fucking Laurel Lance. Oh shit! Uh, what the hell? Just stands there, turns around, she's like, "Hi, Ollie," and it cuts there. What the fuck? Right. So, uh, Katie Cassidy confirmed uh, for three DC shows. What are they doing? Good news for fans of Black Canary. Greg Belanti confirmed during Television Critics Association that Katie Cassidy will be featured in possibly all of the four DC TV series, which includes, of course, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. So is this a Flashpoint thing? Probably. I don't know. I mean, she's a result of the Flashpoint, you think? I mean, are we surprised? This is Arrow, a show where nobody ever dies. Nobody ever dies permanently. People die. But they always like, come back. We're trying to apply reason to shows that don't use it. That's the problem. That we, that's the thing that's it's inherently so wrong with what we're trying to do. Yes. Like, these shows, they do not base themselves on any kind of reality or any kind of sense or, or logic. So when we try to apply it, they're just, like, going to circumvent whatever we Legends do. being the loosey-goosiest of the bunch, clearly. Yeah. But... Like I said before, this is a great way to get every dead character back on any of these shows. You have Legends of Tomorrow. Barry fuck things up. It may be that now Laurel is alive. I don't know. Whatever. So she's going to be on the shows. Uh, and finally, Robbie Amell confirmed to return as Ronnie Raymond uh, in The Flash. When The what? Flash comes back next season. But which Ronnie Raymond? Remember, there was an Earth 2. There was uh, the... Oh, yeah. Bla- what was his name? There's Firestorm? Yeah. And, and uh, that's... Uh, they're all dead. No, I can't remember his I'm evil first. name. Yeah, he's something evil. <laughs> There's the the Earth two version of him. So that's a thing. After these messages, we'll be right back. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news. 
Along comes another one, filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews, and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris versus Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi there, this is Brett Stewart from Geek Cinema Society. Are you a film lover? Do you consider yourself a connoisseur of the silver screen? Well, Geek Cinema Society is a weekly roundtable program where each episode we touch on a film considered pivotal to geek culture. From Blade Runner to The Goonies to Mad Max, we dig into it all. Plus, our guest each week hasn't seen that week's film until the episode. Join me and my co-hosts, Nicole Davis and David Luzader, on a spectacularly fun journey that hits your podcast feed every Sunday. Available on Blazing Caribou Studios. Hey, my name is Paul, and I am not an animal expert. Hey, my name is Paul, too, and I'm also not an animal expert. And together, we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Yeah, each week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think that animal would be on a scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. But completely different in every way. New episodes go live every Thursday on BlazingCaribouStudios.com. Come listen to the Varmints Podcast and become an animal expert today. Uh, one one piece of TV that we don't really talk about that I, I recommended uh, with the magicians on sci-fi. It's coming back this this month, January 25th with the second season. I finally got through the whole first season. Whoa. I do want to share. Uh, I really like it. It's really good. I want to share. Uh, uh, Joe from work likes it. Joe from work likes it. And he likes a lot of the stuff we talk about. He likes Westworld also. I like the Westworld. I want to share a comment from David Malofsky also catching up. He says, Imran, I watched the first episode of The Magicians originally released a few weeks before the rest of the episodes aired and then read the first book. Uh, it's a book by Lev Grossman. Apparently very popular. A lot of people know about this book. I did not know. Joe from work was looking for that. Yeah, and he was going to go read the book. Yeah. It gets super fucked up, and I just couldn't bring myself to watch the rest of the show. The fact that their little fantasy world is a total Narnia ripoff didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. It was mainly the fact that the whole story is about depression. Surprise. It's a dark show, but this is why I like it. It is. It's like... Buffy mashed with Chronicles of Narnia mashed with a little bit of Black Orphan. Uh, it's it's about magic and a magic university, but it's very adult. There's a lot of death, a lot of swearing. There's magic sex. There's God jizz. That's magic sperm. There's uh, rape. Uh, God rape. Uh, there's a fucked up uh, hands getting cut off. Uh, it's 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 not bad. And the, I love the characters. 
The chemistry <laughs> of the characters is great. There's an Indian. I love that you're like saying there's gadgets, people getting their hands yeah. up. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. <laughs> it's got all the things I like. Magic sex. Gadgets. Magic semen. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what more could you ask for in a TV show? Really? They fucking swear a lot. Your enthusiasm Boops. today is off the charts. There's by the way. boobs. Uh, but check it out. Uh, You're the, redlining you every can, time you I know, speak. Totally I watched the first episode and it was like, okay, uh, I could try and I'm like, do I want to really commit to this now? It's a whole season, but you never know. It's got some good twists. It's pretty. Uh, I still need to do that, too. It's, you should watch it. I, I highly recommend you should watch it. Uh, I love that. Again, there's an Indian dude on this. His name is Arjun. Is that Pita. why you like this fucking show? Yes, because he's not playing a fucking stereotypical fucking Indian character. Well, then he what's does, wrong with him? He does for one episode, but it's based on what the guy. Uh, it's like a guy's dream and what he's dreaming about his character. And he dreams of all fucking stereotype and the guy's and he goes you fucking racist <laughs> uh but he's like he's a great character he's he's one of my favorite characters and there's another character elliot that i really like but good show i have a quick question yes all right is there a curve where basically where you watch the first episode second episode and then where, where do you get hooked it did. It took me. Imran gets hooked when they announce there's a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, when someone says, hey, watch this show, Imran see. is hooked. I got to the end of the credits and I was in. Uh, <laughs> the opening credits. Now, this one, the, I'll agree. The first episode, I was the same. I was like, okay, this looks like a bunch of derivative things, but give it two to four episodes and the characters really get you and the twist gets you. And you're like, oh, fuck, what's going on here? I have to keep watching. Okay. Yeah. It does take a couple. Four apps. Yeah, give it four apps, definitely. Uh, and it has a great uh, finale. It's pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> Lots of fucking fucked up shit in that show. I liked it. Finally, <laughs> in uh, existing TV, we're a month away from The Walking Dead returning. I'm season- actually getting excited about The Walking so Dead. Are you really? Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Second half of season seven. Are you getting excited because possibly... All the shit they wasted their time first half season is going to pay off. That's what, what you want to know what the thing is. Yeah. It's like it's been a complete dead zone for entertainment for the past month. Right. Yeah. Something coming back. You want to see anything. Yeah. So like Walking Dead, even Walking Dead, even shitty Walking Dead is, is uh, the shittiest season of Walking Dead would be better than not. watching. It's anything. still the highest rated show on Sunday. Well, I, yeah. I was thinking, too, that maybe they've gotten rid of the they're done spinning the wheels. They got rid of all that stupid bullshit where Rick's just getting uh, a dick shoved down his throat over and the over The exposition over. is done. The setup is done. Yeah, so maybe now they can just kick it into high gear. For Show the me the final act. What will you do if they don't kick it into high gear? I will keep watching and then I will complain on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the usual. Nothing will change. If you come back and the first episode's good and then all of a sudden you go, Next episode filler. Next episode. Oh, yeah. filler. But see, that's I what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I that's think really, that, that's could, probably what's going to happen. The, could, the, the, yeah. the, the, the return will be good. That episode will probably be an hour and a half, and it'll probably be pretty good and entertaining. And then we'll get some character filler for the next like three episodes. Look, where are like, Where you? the cast splits, yeah. and we just focus one episode on exactly. the cast yep. in, like, in like an hour of his life. Yep, yep. <laughs> then the next episode. Falls to the wall, and every episode is just fucking crazy. And then the next episode, just it's all about these 10 minutes over and over again from seven different points of view about when they found a cupcake that was edible. Uh, look, yeah. we're on to you, Walking Dead. We're on to your bullshit. We know that's what's going to happen. You were you were saying, what if they come back balls to the wall every, every episode? It can't be every episode. Like every episode has got some movement in it. They have, yeah, I mean that 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 Where would be ideal. The story. 
But I that's think, not going to happen. Though. I think <laughs> we're on to their shenanigans and they're going to use the same uh, pacing to troll the fucking viewers and drag them along. With I, I will be very excited for the return. And then the second episode, I'm inevitably I'm going to I'm going to be pleasantly surprised if it's anything but a, less than a letdown. <laughs> if it's bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Walking Dead and rip the showrunner's testicles. <laughs> what your voice is that? Gimple. Your voice, Scott Gimple. Imran? Scott Gimple. Look, yeah. Here's uh, where we left off. At least gonna make Gimple a gimp. <laughs> Bring out the Gimple. Gimple's asleep. Uh, at least we got to the point where Rick was like, "Let's start this army." Finally, right. it only took me fucking half a, a season. To be like, hey, we know all these other communities. It only took him yeah, half a season to find his balls again. Yeah. And we like we and we have the mystery of that girl that was watching them. What about the the oceanside women are the only ones that have weapons at the moment? That's not the saviors. No. Nope. Uh you have a strong showing from Ezekiel in the kingdom. You got wishy washy Gregory. He's probably gonna get did he get killed? He's probably gonna get killed. He's probably gonna die. Maggie will take control. And then it'll be badass, and then you got a big fucking army and you take down the Negan, but Negan's never gonna die. I say kill Rick. Fuck it. Just kill Rick. Just do it. I'm over it. Just fucking kill Rick. Let's move on. That's never going to happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. All right. New for 2017, people. We Yay. we have some interesting things. I found this Ooh, very- Lots of shows that I probably won't have any time to watch. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to start with a show, Netflix. Netflix original. Their first superhero drama. This one, the premise sounds a little ridiculous. There is a trailer, and we can take a look at the trailer. It's a British sci-fi superhero movie starring Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and Bill Miner. It's called iBoy. Yeah, play off an uh, Apple product. Uh, we'll watch the trailer, but let me just read the synopsis because it is a little far-fetched. iBoy follows Tom, an average teenager whose world is turned on its head when a violent encounter with local thugs leaves fragments of his shattered smartphone embedded in his brain. He wakes from a coma to discover that returning to normal teenage life is impossible because he has developed a strange set of superpowers. With these new powers, he sets out to seek revenge on the gang who also assaulted his best friend, Lucy, played by Macy Williams from the Game of Thrones. Now, with that description, oh, do you guys, are you guys interested enough to watch the trailer with that? I'm rolling my eyes yes. like they were dice. <laughs> okay. I think I have Rug Boy's answer. Why? Uh, point out the, uh, the eye rolling moment for you in this synopsis, Rugs. The whole thing with the iPhone. <laughs> He's got an iPhone in his head, and they call him iBoy. Yes, that's it. <laughs> if it's if it's actually kind of funny and a play on all this stuff, I think it's actually okay. Be right. Look, listener, but I haven't watched this trailer. We're gonna so. pause for a time jump, and we're gonna get your reactions after we watch the trailer for iBoy on Netflix. Get nerd. All right, so yeah, <laughs> I was expecting like like a funny image comic sort of deal. Yeah, like, like maybe. Uh, What's that book that I haven't read? Sex Criminals? Sex Criminals, yeah. Okay. Something stupid where it's like a ridiculous premise, but it's funny. A little more works. maybe campy, tongue-in-cheek, self-aware. Yeah. yeah, and this is definitely not, not that. that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very serious, sincere, like, it reminds me of Lucy with ScarJo. But like a, a, a except, except like rug boys way said, lower we're, we're trying budget. to apply a logic to things that don't have logic. Like how does but a, this one, But this one is really, really bad. iBoy is a little eye-rolling. How does a part of a smartphone embedded in your head help you do anything so in the how does it make you a human computer it, yeah he starts to see like texts in the air and all the data weak spot in people's bodies but how does that how does he see the weak my spot iphone the, doesn't do that no. now oh, you got the x-ray feature on the iphone rugs uh not interested in all are you 
Well, like I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, if I get very desperate and have nothing to watch, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I might throw it on. But I'm not even that enthused about like the actors that are in it or no. how it's shot. Yeah. It looks like a t- looks like it's TV quality. So it was. It's so, a film. It's not a TV show. I thought it was okay. a series. It's just a. Yeah. It's just. It a looks movie. like a TV show. That's why you thought. Yes. Because it looks That's like the a TV problem. Show. I thought it was like a Netflix series where you could really flesh things out if it was a series. But whatever. That's iBoy on Netflix when you have nothing to do on a rainy day. Thanks for wasting our time. <laughs> I apologize. Good job. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for what's new in 2017 after you start with iBoy. Right. Okay. Let's move on to uh, the DC show on NBC that we discussed a while ago, Powerless. Uh, if you wait, wait, wa- wait, wait, wait. I'm already re- – I have to already interrupt you. Okay. Powerless. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. Here's the thing. No, I'm reading what – I know. I want you to read the synopsis, but before you do yeah, – I've read it. This show changed. When it was originally pitched, it was supposed to be an office comedy about an insurance company that like took care of claims, kind of like damage control. Right, right, right. right. So they've this. really retooled this show. It's there's a lot of promos on TV. Anthony, why don't you read the synopsis of what this show is in now? And I'll talk about how they've tied, tied it in. A full-on sitcom set in the DC universe, powerless stars. Vanessa Hutchins as a new R&D head at Wayne Security, a subsidiary to Wayne Enterprises. Yes, that Wayne. That specializes in providing gadgetry to keep civilians safe in the events of superhero-related calamity. In addition to dealing with that, she also has the usual obstructionist boss and strange coworkers. It's a workplace comedy with a superhero twist. And you can expect plenty of DC, DC Easter eggs. So the show changed a lot. It's wait, not wait, wait, an wait, office wait, comedy wait, anymore. Before you get into yes. what's changed. yes. Vanessa Hutchins as R and D head. Yeah, that's okay. That's Not, the, this isn't a, like a, a sexist thing or no, anything. No, no. Th- this is a girl that like. No, there's no way I'm, I'm buying that. Vanessa, maybe maybe the yes. show will be really funny. Yes, that's that's a weird well, casting. Right the, there. Yeah, no, that's there's a lot of holes in this. And originally, I I was kind of I wanted to see where they were going. We'll play some of these promos. And I'm not so much excited for this I anymore. I want to see some of these promos. I guarantee you, this is going to be like the most highly rated show. Oh my god! Like really? I, that was not what I thought. So Dude, this stars no, because yeah. because what we think as fans and what we know is good yeah. has nothing to do with what the masses will fucking eat up. And you know they want a brainless freaking superhero esque thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't want it. I think you may fucking see I don't see a need for it. I think but... Ruggs has nailed the the Let's see some of the promos. Okay, so we have Danny Putty, Alan Tudyk, Ron Futures, Anthony I'm gonna play. I don't, I don't give a shit who's in it. Okay, <laughs> so it's it they've been playing a lot of commercials lately. It the superstore is its lead in on NBC. Think NBC uh, I'm gonna play you a couple of these promos and then we'll come back and comment. I might just leave the audio in here because they're short. When superheroes fight super battles, it super sucks. On February 2nd, welcome to Wayne Security. Meet the team. They are green lighting your anti rubble umbrella. Who make the products? Looks like we're going to be working late tonight. That save us from superheroes. The wear bag protects against collateral damage from superhero battles. Oh, it looks like dog shit. Only good for one use. Powerless premieres February second okay. after Superstore on okay. NBC. Let me comment. Already. Okay, me Anthony, comment. Okay, like Rug Boy said while we were watching, it looks like dog shit. Yes. it looks like it's a fucking sci-fi show. How is that making it to NBC? It's the production very quality is terrible. You know what you said? What you thought iBoy was going to be? Yeah, that's what this is. Except like, this is like very, like very, very like campy. Okay, and 
Okay, hold on. Oh my god, there's so much more. It's very campy. None of the jokes are actually fucking funny. Right? right? It's Danny Pudi. I feel like they're kind of trying to capture the charm of community, but you don't have your Dan Harmon writing it. This, these writers don't seem very good. Hold on. Check out this promo because there's a Superman joke that's. What's that up in the sky? Is it a bird? It's really bad. Is it a plane? You seriously can't tell the difference between a bird and a plane? It's only good for one use. Powerless. Premieres February 2nd. Nothing funny there. Oh, my God. Now, so. How here, does that make it made? <laughs> so this is, you know, part of DC Comics plan. To, Not a blowjob. Well, it's, it's got to be. You know, their plan to spread their stuff on different networks. They're getting something on NBC. This following Superstore has the same fucking sheen of an NBC comedy. Here's the most egregious one. Are you ready for this? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to play this and we're going to discuss. Oh, hold on, it's got to load. Here we go. This February, Gotham's greatest hero. Show that's a He dubs baby. Cousin. You keeping Gotham warm for me? Meet Van Wayne. I'm more of a big picture guy. Look at that picture. That picture's huge. When super battles turn super dangerous, he leads the team that protects us. It's our product. I thought we were here to change the world. It's a company motto. No, that came with the office. This used to be a diaper company. Powerless premieres February 2nd after Superstore on NBC. Okay. Rags, we just played the the promo that shows us that Alan Tudyk is playing Bruce Wayne's cousin, Van Wayne. Lame. Uh, Why are you putting people through this? Uh, what is this? Get your head out of your ass, Hollywood. What is wrong with you? What is that? What the fuck is this? And so I didn't laugh at any jokes. And I was like, uh, Ruggs, I thought, I was like, this ain't making it a year. This is going to be canceled. Why can't I just go to Hollywood and work there? Because I feel like I know more than they do. It is. I don't. I do, and I'm an idiot. It's borderline condescending uh, and offensive to I, me. I don't see this show. The, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But maybe I, that's a little bit of an example. I don't think I don't see the show lasting more than six episodes. Right. Three, three to six. I mean, pilot. There's no way. Pilot. It's going to be canceled while it's. I think so. I think so. That's what I was feeling. I mean, pilot shows are always bad. That's, I want to give it. We'll re- look. We'll watch the first episode. We'll review it. I'll give it. I think I'm it's half an hour. I gotta make you watch it, Rugs. Uh, wow. Right? What is that? Oh my that's, god. That's totally different than what I thought. Yeah. They, Good start. Yeah. We had iBoy yes. and this shit. Yeah, we're, get, we're right. getting some shitty content. Uh, but I was they, hoping for that damage control. Not hoping. I actually didn't give a shit. Right. But they changed, that damage they control it. thing we were talking yes. about might have had some potential. They, ch- they freaked out and they wanted them. Now it's Wayne security. They got to tie it into the, the universe. They freaked out. They changed a lot. But there, there's the tie-in just ruins the. Yes. Every, I mean, like yes. that tie-in makes things worse. Actually, yes. If you're considering this part of the universe, and then there's this campy Van Wick, Van Wayne. What the fuck? I mean, do you really want like Batman and Wayne to be like all of a sudden have like this whimsical, wacky? You know, I mean, it's halfway there on Gotham. R and D. Well, I mean, yeah, it's true, but I mean, Gotham has some kind of. Uh, some kind of, I don't know, edge. I li- I like the idea of a superhero comedy, but I don't think this is the way to do it. It's not the way. 
Uh, okay. God damn it. <laughs> She's terrible. This is not the way. One show I'm going to throw in right here that I'm excited for that has a guy that's in a show we talk about is the 24 reboot, 24 Legacy. It's starting after the Super Bowl on Fox. It's got Corey Hawkins, who was in The Walking Dead, and who was uh, Dr. Dre and Straight Outta Compton, great actor. Uh, and the comicbook.com has an early review, and they said it's really good. Like this is, I bet it's good. They said this is the action revival you've been waiting for. I am a huge 24 fan. Anthony, did you ever watch any 24? Nope. I, dude. It's good. It's, I, I know it's good. I loved it from the first episode because I always wanted a show with that concept. You know, I'm like, I want a show to go second by second every episode. And they fuck it. And you're like, whoa, they were actually doing this. It sucks you in right away. Jack Bauer has had six of the seven, eight of the craziest days ever. Like, it all happens in one day. He never goes to the bathroom. But uh, 24 Legacy, they're saying this shines above the rest. So Corey Hawkins plays veteran Eric Carter. The series uses the traditional real time from the original series. Carter is a military hero overseas, but was forced into witness protection after he assisted the former head of CTU, Rebecca Ingram, in taking down a terrorist. Now the two must work together to keep the terror cell from harming anyone on American soil, but they each have some pretty unique personal situations that hinder their pursuits. Uh, this looks really cool, and uh, they're saying that uh, Corey Hawkins does a great job taking over for Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer, which is my main concern, because Jack Bauer, like, he made that character as badass as, like, your fucking, uh, who's that guy with the, he can do everything? Um, You're asking me? Delta Force. Chuck Norris! Jack Bauer became the Chuck Norris of his generation. Ruggs, are you excited for Legacy? Are you going to watch this? Yeah, I might check it out. I mean, I liked uh, 24 when it first came on, and uh, I'm down to see what's going on with this one. They're saying it's going to be a little deeper, a little bit more substance than just, like, kidnapping your kids, like every episode of 24 kind of was. But... Uh, no, it says legacy sets of viewers for a show that dives into the world of PTSD, inner city crime, and a world that makes decisions based on fear. Uh, I love I love the format. I'm very excited for fucking 24 Legacy. I don't know when I'm going to have time to watch all this shit. Moving on, also in February on 18th, uh, the first X-Men TV show. First live action TV show, Legion. Legion on FX. Legion is the first live action TV show that is vaguely set in the X-Men universe. This is the show that focuses on David Haller, played by Dan Stevens, a man diagnosed with schizophrenia and sent to a mental hospital. Of course, it's not just schizophrenia he has, but a powerful mutant powers that make him the target of experimentation. You got Aubrey Plaza in this. This looks like a very weird, quirky show that's just on the outskirts of the X-Men Th- universe. This show looks like something you would like and something I will hate. I'm, 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 I think as this gets closer, like, I'm very curious. I want to check out how weird it is. I, so far, I love the, the visuals, the poster, the trailers have been really weird and uh, mysterious. Rugs, uh, does this pique your interest at all? Yeah, I'm going to definitely check it out. And I want to see what happens. I mean, it seems like it's going to be kind of uh, a psychological drama. Yeah. And it's going to be quirky and it's going to be like, you know, kind of off kilter. It's the guy who did um, the showrunner is the guy who did Fargo. Yeah. So and that show's got I love that quirky element. Uh, so there we got another bit of news about there was another plan for another X-Men show that they were pitching around. Uh, they just came out and confirmed uh, a series that's going to connect. Uh, it says on top of 
The news that Fox's new X-Men TV show is very close to happening. They're close to a series order. The show's producer, Matt Nix, also revealed an all-new bit of news. He says his new X-Men series will, in fact, take place within the X-Men cinematic universe from 20th Century Fox. Geek Mooner! So this is not Legion. This is this other show that they're working on that's close to getting a series order. He says without getting this, uh, Matt Nix okay. is the guy running this. This is, again, at the uh, TCA thing where all the TV news comes out. Without getting into specifics that I'll get murdered for, I would say that a fan of the movies, particularly the movies, but also the comic books, would not be disoriented as to where this fits into the mythology. If you look at the movies that take place, they don't all line up perfectly. So it's not like I'm slavishly fitting myself into a particular slot. But if you like that world and the world of the movies, there are definite nods to it. It definitely exists in the same general universe. Nick said it would be similar to the way Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fits into the MCU, but not exactly the same. He says it's sort of designed to sidestep questions like, where is Wolverine? So you sort of have to answer those questions. And I don't want to do anything like Wolverine's just off screen. You know what I mean? So it exists in a world where those questions are answered without needing to name a lot of names or spend time dwelling on that issue. I mean, I could solve this problem easily. Yeah. How do you do that? You you could just do X-Men Annex, where you open up another school somewhere else that has nobody else around. And it's a totally different school. Like, And then somebody from, uh, you know... You know, like a, a third string character from the X Men is like the head of the school. Yeah, it's hard to comment on something when all that we know is it's connected to the X Men universe. There's right. really, I can't even give you a reaction to this because there's nothing. There's literally nothing here. I mean, the big news here is this will be this will be more connected than Legion is clearly. Okay. You know, and this is like, but because when Legion came out, you know, I was kind of disappointed that it's not completely connected. It's its own thing, and then they're working on. So this is the show we talked about a while ago. The only specific things we know is it's set to focus on a mutant family that joins the underground mutant resistance when anti-mutant legislation is passed into law. So it's the mutant family on a run with mutant kids trying to hide, move, protect their kids, blend in. This is what replaced Hellfire. Remember they were going to do Hellfire. That got canned. This is the next show. So at least we'll have a a, a TV show that connects to this 20th century Fox universe. They could build something like with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fox is going to have a DC show and a... Marvel show. On That's crazy. Network. It's good diversity. Okay, let's move on to. You haven't excited me yet. Okay, no, we're getting. <laughs> listen, I say. Although I'm, I'm sure 24 Legacy excites the fuck out of you. That yeah, that was awesome. Okay, we're getting to the exciting stuff right now. Right. Why? We're gonna because of Netflix, because of Marvel on the Netflix, March 17th. Irony Fist. The Irony Fist is coming out. The fourth, the fourth, uh, uh, straight to Netflix, Netflix only MCU show. Joining Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Um, and then that's gonna lead into the Defenders. Wait, wait, now, let's talk about Iron Fist. Okay, first. let's talk about Iron Fist for first. We got you got uh, Finn Jones, the whitest white boy you can get to play Danny Rand. Rosario, Rosario Dawson's in there as Claire Temple. Uh who else? I don't really know any of these other people. Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. Don't read their names. No one yeah. knows who the fuck these people are. I don't know these people. Um so Luke Cage was the prior Netflix show. Yes. And I've, you know me, I've been jazzed about all these Netflix shows. Absolutely. But Luke Cage, the ending of Luke Cage has kind of made me not as excited for Iron Fist. And, and I know it's not the same crew that's doing this, but the fuck? It's Joplin. She's scratching at the door because oh, okay. she wants to come in. Luke Cage being, ending so weakly made me, makes me kind of weary for Iron Fist. It's kind of a rushed, weird, mashed ending. Not comic booky at the end. No, it's not even the ending. It's when fucking when 
Cottonmouth dies. Oh, you're talking about the whole last half of the I'm whole series. About the last half Damn, of that series. Okay. Yeah. And we pointed out his flaws in the review. Yeah, so yeah. Iron Fist, I'm kind of uh, I don't know. I'm not I don't know what to expect on this. I'm not as excited as I would have been uh prior to Luke Cage. It's gotta up the ante with the action. It's yeah. really Yes. You have an opportunity, yes. you have a guy with, who does like kung fu and shit and some martial arts. You have an opportunity to really bring your A game and do some stuff with stunts. So let's do that shit. I agree. It's got to make up for the action that was kind of lacking in the Luke Cage because that was really more a character piece. It was more about, you know, the crime families and the relationships. There really wasn't. If you think about it, how much action. Well, Luke Cage is rough because he's bulletproof. Yeah. So he's literally invincible. With Iron Fist, you have the opportunity to go to different countries. You got fight see- choreography that could shine. Yeah, different sets. I think they got to. Kind of- I think they got to up that, and I think a lot of the most of the world, similar to Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, doesn't know who Iron Fist is. Yeah, but I, he's got to be someone memorable, or else you're kind of doing Daredevil light. Yeah, and I mean, I think the, the, with the kung fu, yeah, and all the, in the the martial arts. I, but I think Iron Fist, from what I've read and some of the stuff I've read in the comics, is a bit of more of a quirky kind of character. He, well, I, the other thing I think is it's, it's going to be hard for the show is coming off of the social relevance of Luke Cage and the time we have from the going from that to like another white guy uh, appropriating white guy culture. White guy in his pajamas. Well, you got yeah. with Daredevil, you got like this whole mob thing and the lawyer thing and the what's right and all that other stuff right? and all of this other deep seated stuff. I think with Iron Fist, you can go a little tiny bit lighter. And a little bit more action oriented, a little bit more, more, and maybe even more spiritual and mystical. Yeah. Uh, basically, listener, if you don't know the the story of Iron Fist, it's uh, uh, according to IMDb, Danny Rand returns to New York City after being missing for years, trying to reconnect with his past and his family legacy. He fights against the criminal element corrupting his world around him with his incredible kung fu mastery and ability to summon the awesome power of the fiery Iron Fist. I mean, basically, if you watch the trailers, plane crash, he's in the mountains, these monks raise him, and they trade him, and he comes back to New York, and he's got powers, and his fist glows, and there better be some badass kung fu in this. Uh, and also, it's got to, this is the last guy to set up the next show, which is The Defenders, which is also coming out 2017. Wait, the spring? Here's the thing. We thought it was late 2017. They have confirmed a summer uh, release. Oh, nice. Following months of speculation, the Defenders has officially been confirmed for a summer 2017 release. Entertainment Weekly reports, though no specific premiere date has been announced. Specific. Yeah. Is that what I said? Specific. Specific. Pazgetti. <laughs> THR pegs its arrival as sometime in June. So maybe we'll get three Netflix this year. Yes. They'll do this summer, spring, summer, and then maybe the fall. And that and that's my question is are they still doing Punisher? Wait, we'll get to Punisher. There's not yeah, much yeah, wait, news. Wait, wait, don't get to Punisher until we talk about the Defenders. So first thing, summer premiere date. Lot this week a lot of shit has come out. I don't know if you were watching the, the Entertainment Weekly. I saw that we're gonna stuff. start with our first look at Sigourney Weaver. We have information. Sigourney Weaver playing the villain for this whole season. We all we have, we have a picture of her, which she just looks like a nice, you know, white woman looking out a window. <laughs> Fine. Well, well off. Nice hair, quaff. Yeah. Uh, but the name, she is the bad. She is the big bad. We right. don't know who she is. Her character is called Alexandra. Oh, great. That's it. Good. That's all we got. The villain of Marvel's The Defenders. You're not giving us much to comment on No, her, yeah. she's not. She, she says she's an utter ba- badass. Showrunner Marco Ramirez says of the character, 
Sigourney is the kind of person you can buy as the smartest person in the room, who you can also buy as the person holding a flamethrower. So her character is very powerful force in New York. She's everything Sigourney is, sophisticated, intellectual, dangerous, almost like a female kingpin. I don't think they're pulling this from the comic book. Uh, so I, I don't know, but at least we have a name. I'm very curious. I think that she's like someone that is uh, heading some kind of proto-military um, organization that wants to co-opt those people with powers. It could still be the IGH uh, CEO lady, the company that we're testing on Nuke and Jessica Jones. Yeah, could be. Uh, but we also got a bunch of photos. They did a fun photo shoot uh, outside where Jessica Ritter is showing her ass and Finn Jones has his shirt open. Not only does he have his shirt open, but he's basically dick flashing. He's spread eagle on the back of this truck where there's very cool graffiti. It's the four of them and it says public enemies and the enemies is crossed out and it says defenders and like uh, graffiti style letters. I also, did you notice the, the, the number 616 right here on the truck, which is the main Marvel universe. A lot of these pictures, they got Kristen Ritter, her ass. Like she's, they showed her ass, she's turned it over. But they released a bunch of photos from Defenders, and uh, it looks fucking cool. Also, in these photos, you notice the color palette. Everyone, like um, uh, Matt Murdock, red smoke. You got Luke Cage, it's all gold. Jessica Jones, again, her ass. See, it's just pictures of Christian Ritter's ass, the purple and blue, and green and yellow for Iron Fist. Uh, so, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people in this production's on its way. It's coming out this summer way sooner than I thought. It's funny. The, the photos from EW are very campy almost, but if you've watched these shows, none of them are campy. Uh, none of them are campy. So I don't think any it's, of them it's are a weird, uh, it's a weird tonal shift the way they made the, the they did that photo. It is. It's very fun. It's fun, but it's, I don't know. But the show is not, but maybe the defenders will be a little bit more fun. And uh, I'm fucking excited for this. I'm excited that it's coming out uh, sooner than we thought. Yeah. Any thoughts? I'm down. And it's only eight episodes. That's good. Eight episodes. Which is perfect. Which is completely perfect. You don't need more than eight episodes. What I don't want. Yeah. And what we've seen is the trend for these Netflix shows, even though I like them for the most part, is it's literally the last episode where we finally get them being the hero that they are. Now you are the defenders. No, no black. I don't want, yeah, I don't want that to be the thing. I don't want this episode eight yes. is when they finally team up and do something. They don't actually meet until episode seven. Oh at my all. God. That would, oh, that, that would, suck. that would suck. They can get them all together in two episodes and then let's go. One, they should meet in the first fucking episode. I don't care if it's just make it, make it happen. If it's far fetched, they need to meet somehow in the first episode. But dude, everybody all of our favorites are in this uh, in this show from uh, so Jessica Henwick, who was Colleen Wing and Iron Fist, uh, Elodie Young returning as Electra, Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple, Alden Henson as Foggy, Simone Missick, Misty Knight, Rachel Trailer as Trish, Scott Glenn as Stick, Ika Darvill's Malcolm, Carrie Ann Moss, Jerry Hogarth, Deborah Ann Wolf, of course, Karen Page. Uh, they're all in the Defenders. Like this is going to be, and I'm sure great. there's going to be some characters that we learn. We learn about an Iron Fist that will cross over as well. You know what? I'm sad. Well, there's Colleen Wing. She's okay. the one who's okay. like his, his her right hand man. They're, they're good friends. They, she trains him. Oh, okay. And she's also the Easter egg at the end of Luke Cage, where she at the end where Claire Temple pulls a a thing off a flyer for self defense. Oh yeah. It's taught by Colleen Wing. Oh nice. Yeah, that's how they tie it together. Now the one name I'm sad I don't see is the Vincent D'Onofrio. 
But I loved a little kingpin, something on the side, set up maybe the Daredevil season. I don't know. I don't well, see. Well, you, you didn't think Vincent D'Onofrio was going to show up in season two of Daredevil. That's a good point. That's true. And boy, did he. So, which is arguably probably the best moment in that whole in that whole season. Yes, yes. Him and the Punishers. Because you're not, you know, them facing off. You are not expecting it. So a lot of exciting stuff for on the Netflix uh, already. And as far as Punisher, if you go to the IMDb page, all it says, 2017. Hey, they're filming it. All it I, I'm pretty sure I would predict a fall release. So here it says November 2017, actually. There you go. And there's a whole bunch of cast in this. So, Whoa. Three movies and three Netflix series from Marvel 2017. Oh, I don't know if I could take it. Marvel Studios and TV is just <laughs> giving it to you. Killing yeah, it. Fucking around. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, they're going in. Moving on back to network television. Let's not forget all those, uh, uh, whether Agents of Shields comes back or not, we are getting a new show called The Inhumans. It will premiere in IMAX. First, and then uh, premiere in September, September 26th. There is a production date set. And more, more excitingly, there's character descriptions. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about these character breakdowns. These are, for those of you who don't know, the Inhumans. Anthony, you want to explain the Inhumans? Um, they are people. Not human. They are not human. And they're right. not mutants. And there you go. Uh, no, they were people that were experimented on by the Kree a long time ago because the Kree were trying to create these super soldiers and they have these hidden genes that can be unlocked when they go through this fucking Terrigen Miss. If you don't know any of this terminology, then you will probably think I'm speaking a different language. Well, but if you've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you have now been introduced to the concept of Inhumans and Terrigen Miss. You do. They're basically X-Men light. Yes, because they can't use the M-word because they don't own it anymore. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. But... They're, the main core of Inhumans has always been this royal family. And we always wondered, you know, there was plans that it was going to be a movie, and that got scrapped. So the royal family is going to be in this show. Here are the character breakdowns. They have different names. But. What? But. Well, in. The, so, okay. In the character descriptions, there are different names. I don't know if those are going to be the names of the characters. For example, the Inhumans Patriarch and King Blackbolt is first up under the code name. Broderick. Here's his description. Male, 30 to 40. Caucasian. Can say volumes with just a look. Strong, thoughtful, and private. He's unaccustomed to being questioned or feeling a need to answer to anyone to an extent that can verge on arrogance. Series regular. I want Black... I love Black This is clearly Black Bolt who can level a city with a whisper. I love Black Bolt. I wish he was going on in the movies. You know what's funny? In uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the last episode, Ruggs, I don't know if you noticed this, but Gemma... Had this tuning fork she was using. Uh, it was a tuning fork device, and it looked a lot like this tuning fork that is on Black Bolt's costume. No, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Shit. I don't know if that was on purpose, if that's how they're going to start to connect no, it's it. it's on purpose. But that, that, it was the same sign. So, Marjorie. This is the queen of the humans, who we know as Medusa, who has... Long, crazy, telepathic hair. Marjorie, female, 30 to 40, Caucasian, an elegant and intelligent advisor to her husband. She struggles to find her place outside of the relationship, as others tend to view her as just a pretty face. Strong and resourceful, she's not afraid to break the rules when the situation demands it. Series regular. Okay. So they're going to need a lot of CGI or maybe a wig to do the Medusa with the long hair. But Yeah, it's going to be tough. 
Next one is a character called Maximus. I like Maximus. Yeah, who's Black Bolt's brother. He's kind of like the Loki to the Thor. His character description comes under Marty. Male, 30 to 40, Caucasian, Broderick's younger brother. He is intelligent, charming, and articulate. He comes across as a man of the people, but secretly covets power. That's dead on Maximus. Here's a cool one, Karnak. Karnak is the strategist of Inhumans. Karnak is the dude whose power is like he can figure out all the best moves. He figures out the, the flaw percentages, yep. probabilities. He's not actually an inhuman. Uh, oh, he's not. Oh. And he reads mail. <laughs> yeah, he reads mail. That's an old Johnny Carson joke. Anthony. He's not going to get that rugs. Sorry. Good try. Karnak, the magnificent. <laughs> he's a martial artist, but his ability is he can see the flaw in anything. Be it in a person's fighting style, he'll find your weakness and pop you. A wall, a force field, a larger plan, and exploit it. It's very cool. Very kind of weird power. So his character description says, Kevin, male 30 to 40, open, slight of build. His mind is his greatest asset. Always prepared with a plan. His outlook on life is the glass is always half empty and often cracked and dirty as well. Though his outlook can be grim, he has a droll, dry sense of humor series regular Love it. That sounds like an awesome character. He's a cool character. For He's sure. very cool character. Uh, moving on, we're going to have a Gorgon. I do. Who is the Gorgon? He's changed uh, in, in recent times. He's the, the long and short of it. It says here, he is the muscle of the team. Super strength, hooved legs that let him stomp to create isolated earthquakes. Oh, he's like a minotaur. Um, so his uh, name here is Grady, male 25 to 35, open, impetuous, and brash. He has a serious impulse control issues, which frequently get him into trouble, whether it's women, booze, or fighting. He loves life and lives in the moment for better or worse, series regular. That's a fun That's a fun uh, piece of little chemistry to add to the team, a little fun uh, character. I don't know if he'll have those hooved legs. Uh, then we have Crystal, who is Medusa's youngest sister. Her character description is under Christine, female, 18, 25, to play 18, Caucasian, soulful, but still learning the ways of the world. She has the arrogance of youth, impetuous and independent. She's also deeply devoted to her family. Uh, her powers give her control over the elements, air, earth, fire, and water. So lots of special effects, it sounds like. Uh, it is ABC. Uh, and see. finally, we have Triton, who in the comics is Karnak's brother. Uh, he was exposed to the mist as a baby. It changed his entire physiology, making him a merman <laughs> with green scales for skin, dorsal fin, and web fingers and toes. You can guess his actual powers. He can breathe underwater, swim, super fast, superhuman speed. They do note in his casting call that the role will require special effects makeup, but don't expect them to go this fishy with him. Timothy, male 25 to 35, open, SFX MU, sorry, special effects required. Supremely athletic, the ultimate picture of cool. He's calm under pressure, willing to do anything to get the job done. So I love that we're getting the royal Inhuman family on TV with IMAX money and cameras. I don't see it. I don't see them being able to pull it off. Wow. I don't think it. I don't think it. That's ambitious. I don't see how they can do that on TV. It's going to be a lot of CGI. I think it's going to be like something like they're in disguise. Yeah. And then they don't reveal themselves only to each other, maybe. Yes. Or inside Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. That Mm. could be the case. And then they like rule. It's like the Illuminati. They rule underneath. This is a very ambitious show. Like, I can't believe they're doing this. So we'll have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans on ABC in September. Well, I don't know about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You don't know yet about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It may not come back. Uh, when it's, it's, you know, it's kind of hitting its stride a little bit now. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I like the Royal family of the Inhumans. So yeah. we'll see two last things I'm going to throw out there. Matt Ryan's Constantine 
It's coming back. Geek Boner. But it's going to be animated on CW The Seed. Like they did mm. The Vixen. Mm. They're going to do short to like 10 minute episodes. Ah, it's something. I don't know. I did watched it. It was okay. I don't know. Speaking of animation, have you watched this Justice League action shit? I've seen a couple of clips. This is the show that's like eight minutes. It's very stylized. From the uh, the few short things I saw, it didn't look horrible. I heard there is a lot of action in it. Rugs- I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed at all. You, so you watched some of it? Yeah, I was like, it's all right. It's okay. It's, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a big shoes to fill Justice League uh, TV show. Yeah, it doesn't hold a candle to Justice right? League. And this is like short attention span fucking episodes. Yeah. But it's all like action, apparently. It's like all straight out action. Weak. And then finally, uh, on Freeform, which is like the family ABC network, they, they're still going ahead with this Cloak and Dagger show with Marvel. The one thing, and I was like, ah, whatever, it's going to be for kids, whatever. But one piece of news I found interesting is this has a netflix size budget. Oh, shit. For a Freeform show about Cloak and Dagger, uh, which could really grab a huge, like, tween audience if done right, I think, you know? I don't know. I, I I have no interest in this whatsoever. They said it's going to start filming next month uh, in New Orleans, but uh, to have that much money, it's probably going to look good then. Probably look all right. We'll see. Is there ever been a breakout freeform show yet? No, no, there hasn't. Okay. <laughs> it's just Maybe fucking on this one. They, but... You know, they might be banking on this one to bring bring people to the freeform, but I don't know what who the freeform is for, really. Like, what audience is that? I'm not sure. I don't know. It was ABC Family, and then it turned into, like, a chick channel. Oh, yeah. So it is kind of... ABC's already family. It's their more family? I don't know. I don't know. But at least they're trying to get another show on another network that's not ABC, Marvelous. All right. Well, that's that's the crazy look ahead to 2017 TV. I got to say, just looking back on all these shows, maybe because I don't watch as much TV anymore. Yeah. Not excited. They may be wearing me down a little bit also. <laughs> Tell you the truth. I, I want them to get on. me There's excited. There's a lot going on here, but I'm not seeing a lot I, of substance. I, no, I, I, kind of, I kind of agree. Like, they're powerless. There's so many great things you could do. Yeah. Man. They're just doing, like, the most, like, generic and safe. And, you know, you got to go balls to the wall. Like, think about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Think about Westworld. Yeah. That, these are two, like, huge conceptual like leaps of faith that you have to take, you know, when you watch these things Absolutely. and people just get sucked walking dead. Like, I mean, these are shows that, that, you know, as much as you want to rip on walking dead being shitty or whatever, but they did do the impossible. They made like this crazy, uh, zombie show, which is not for everybody for everybody. Yeah. They made, yeah, yeah. that's true. Normally I, I that would like, be a niche show. I didn't like zombies until. Yeah. I still don't really care for zombies. No, but, but The Walking Dead is different. It, right. it it's it does have a transcend. Yeah, has a broader appeal. I mean, looking at this, I you know I'm looking at the Netflix stuff. Obviously, that's the most excited for the network stuff. It's there. I'm gonna watch it because it's there. I'm hey, Ron, You're gonna watch all these shows. Legion. Don't I don't know about Powerless though. When I started seeing these commercials, uh, they're, yeah, yeah. they're you promoting watch, this hard. If right you now. watch, if you're if you become hooked on the Powerless train, oh, I don't know what we'll, we'll ever do a show. Could again. Powerless actually be good? I don't think so. It's got Bruce Wayne's cousin in it. You're gonna like it. Oh boy, you like everything. All right, look, yeah, I, I will <laughs> look. Well, I think look, you guys, we'll watch the premieres of these Legion Powerless. We'll we'll give you our thoughts. All then right, you don't have to watch. You, it. you have to just let me know when these are on. I just told you. No, I know. You <laughs> did. The show you did, but I've already forgotten. February. Oh. Powerless and Legion will be in February, right. but whatever. Catch it on demand. 
Listener, let us know if any of these uh, are, are pique your interest. The Netflix, of course, that shit is the bomb. That's going to be awesome. Okay, let's move into a couple bits of feedback, and then we peace out. Um, there's still time, listener. We're approaching our 150th episode. There's still time to be part of that episode. If you want, just visit jockinerd.com and send us some audio, you know, saying whatever, that you, you fucking suck. Quit, you know, go fuck yourself. Or that you love the show. That would also be nice. We'll, we'll play it. Yeah, how about some of that? <laughs> we, we'll take anything, though. We're whores. Well, t- you could just burp, uh, and we'll play it for the 150. It'll be a, a extravaganza. Of course, nobody's going to send anything in, so no, whatever. Yeah. But Send in a rap song. Send in a rap song. But here's an opportunity. You can plug your shit. If you want to talk, you want to plug something you do, you got a show, a podcast, a performance, a business, whatever, plug it. Send us a roast audio, jockinair.com. Click on the thing, send a speak pipe, record a voicemail, email, whatever. Okay, let's get into the mailbag. Adam Morris, our, our science guy, PhD guy who studies polar bears. He's going to be our de facto science podcast advisor to the show, our geek science podcast advisor. So what is he? He studies polar bears right He now. studies polar in bears the in the Arctic. Yeah. You had a little back and forth with him. He had a lot of nice things he to say, nice things right? To say, but he's going to be our de facto science guy. Yeah, I think we'll go to him but, when but, we're but, like... But he only he knows... Doesn't he... Study, he just studies polar bears. Yeah, but he has a PhD, dude. Oh, okay. the man is yeah. fucking. You know, right, I'm, fine. I'm, le- I'm learning as we speak. Higher ed. It's higher ed. That's hard. Anyways, he uh, when we talked about the Batman costume with the goggles. He tweets, if Batman needed a uh, HUD uh, heads up display or eye cover in Justice League, they should have done the classic wide eyes, not those goggles. Weird. I agree. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's. He's got it. Fuck. He's got a PhD. He's got a PhD. I mean, okay. you can't argue with the guy. The have a PhD is when I look at porn. Can you, can you, argue, can you argue with <laughs> this guy? He has a PhD. Post hard on? A pretty hard oh, dick. No. Oh, I get, I get yeah, it. I get it. I get it now. Uh, <laughs> but Adam Morris, we're going to, yeah, I want to try to get him on. We're going to do like a science of superheroes. That'd be cool. Uh, the guy's really cool. Thanks for, for communicating with us. Uh, Paul Somo from our Facebook page. Based on our last episode where we talked about Ronda Rousey's legacy. Yeah. And I had asked you, who's the next Ronda Rousey? Is there a person? He writes, Anthony, I'm yelling Joanna Jedrizik nope. at my computer that, speakers. Come on. It. That girl's a beast. Okay. How do you say the name? It, it's rough. It's Joanna. Oh, it's Joanna. I got Joanna Yenjacek. What? That's Yenjacek? Yeah. yeah, I would have never guessed how to There's say that. There's 17 vowels in that all squinched together. Polish, man. But uh, who is this girl and is she a beast? She is a beast. Uh, you're right. I did pause, Sesmo. I did completely forget about Joanna and Jacek. She is a beast. Um, she fights at 115 pounds. The only thing I would say is she's just not as marketable as like a Ronda Rousey or like some of the other people I'd mentioned because, um, number one, she's not really all that attractive. But she does have a really cool personality. She is very like in your face and like all her fights are, she's a Muay Thai fighter, so all her fights are pretty brutal, and she likes to talk a lot of shit. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you can't understand what the fuck she's saying when she's Oh, she's got a thick accent? It's okay. Well, she's getting better. It's getting better. Wow, all right. Well, she's working on it. She's working on being a little bit more accessible. Thanks, Paul, for throwing her name in there. He's a he's a fan. Paul's actually... She's pa- probably really big in, in Poland. For oh, sure, okay. But, but They don't yeah. have... Uh, they probably they've got a lot of people in the MMA UFC guys from Poland. There's a decent amount. Yeah, okay. there's, there's some leagues over there. I mean, what else is sure. there to do in Poland but just fucking beat each other? <laughs> wow. They do it anyway. <laughs> 
Anthony, how many Polish listeners do we have? Never mind. Go to a Polish bar. Yeah, like you know, it just takes a little bit of uh, the Polish vodka. Uh, give me vodka. Paul actually is uh, awesome. He's part of the great crew over at Blazing Caribou Studios, uh, who uh, where I do the Trivia Geeks podcast. They're great. We're all volunteers. He hosts a podcast called Varmints. Uh, it's just about animals. They just like pick an animal and learn about it and talk about it. That's cool. Yeah, go uh, listener check the show notes for the link to Blazing Caribou Studios. They pick an animal. Dot talk com. About yeah. Do pangolins next? Which one? Sorry. Pangolin. Yeah. Tell them what animal you want. He said pang. I thought he either said, said pangolin. Pangolin. But at first, I thought he thought he said Topanga from Boy Meets <laughs> That's World. That's not an animal. Do that too. <laughs> Why not? Look, Do Topanga and a pangolin. Wait, is that a real animal? A pangolin. Yeah, look up a pangolin. Okay, Paul. It's got, got chainmail. Oh shit! What, Paul? You gotta you gotta do an episode on pangolins. I don't yeah, know what and that then is. Do one on Topanga. <laughs> do one on Topanga, which is odd. What about do one with Topanga wearing a, a pangolin? Wearing armor. a pang. Oh, I have to look all these things up. I don't know what I, he's talking I, about. Topanga. Side note: Topanga yeah. from Boy Meets World. Yeah. And Winnie Cooper from yeah. Yeah. from what show was that? Uh, 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 fuck. I, my mind is so shot. What? Winnie Cooper from Fred Savage's show. Fred Savage. Wonder show. Years. Wonder Years. My two crushes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I Topanga knew it was and Winnie Cooper. It, so they had that show. They had the reboot, Girl Meets World. Yeah. Heard it's I, not that good. I knew it was a new, a slow news day where every website had the headline, "Girl Meets World canceled by Disney." Like they didn't get another yeah. season. Everyone so. was real hyped oh, about shit. that too. I actually watched like one episode because I was like, "Oh shit, it's Topanga and Ben Savage." Right. That's the Boy Meets World people. Is it's all right. Yeah. It's no Fuller House. Let me tell you that, Fuller House. dude. Full- yeah, they got they got boobs out there. Fuller House just put out a second season and they're making a third season. Wow. Fuller House, highest rated thing on Netflix, I believe. Oh well, Full up House. there. Full House was oh, Full yeah. House was my shit too. Yeah, yeah. TGIF, man. Wait, was Full House on Fridays? Yeah, yeah. with Step by Step, Family Matters, Family Matters. Oh my goodness, and just the ten of us, and just the ten of us, which is a spinoff. From Growing Pains. Oh, jeez. That's right. I know all the spinoffs. <laughs> TGIF was awesome, man. Was it? It was great. Was it really? Those were, I liked all those shows. Thank God it's fuck day. Fuck boy. That's not what it stood for. No, it's those. That was that was the beginning. Like that was that was before Seinfeld ruled Thursdays and Cosby ruled its day. Like that was around that time. It's funny that they would like have that whole all these shows on a Friday. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. You could not do TGIF to this in this day and age. Nobody can watch that shit. No, nobody gives a fuck anymore. No, they have a they have a T Friday is a death day. They do TGIT or TWI. Thank God it's Thursday or. Or something, because it's all like now it's like scandal, how to get away with murder, and some other fucking oh, Grey's Anatomy. You throw a show on a Friday, and it's death. It's death. The only show that I can think of that I actively watch on a Friday or try to go out of my way to record is Shark Tank. Yes, Shark Tank, and that's good on Fridays. It's got no competition. No, it has none. And I, I yeah, love the Shark Tank. Okay, how did uh, we get on this? I don't know. Paul Topanga. (laughs) Topanga. Boy, reel it back in. I got a nice email to read. From our buddy Jimmy Grabbin. Remember, Jimmy's the guy who took us on to Hawaii. Uh, and he tweeted, hey, I downloaded you guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, going to I was going to say, I don't remember going to Hawaii. No, he, he went to Hawaii with us. Oh, right. Uh, so we shouted him out. He goes, hey, guys, thanks for the shout out on your last episode. I listened to episode 146 on my flight to Hawaii and enjoyed your countdown of the best superhero movies of 2016. So after listening to you guys, I checked out the in-flight entertainment options. And one of the movies they had was Suicide Squad. I think you guys nailed your analysis pretty well, so I won't get into it much, but just have to say, 
Anthony's description of the climactic scene with Enchantress as a Bollywood dancer having a seizure with a voiceover was pretty fucking accurate. Holy shit, was that terrible. Oh, shit. The DCU is a fucking mess and can't even compare to the MCU. I think you guys are right about being somewhat optimistic for Wonder Woman, but we've been let down three times already, so I don't want to get my hopes up. Always look forward to your guys' show every week. I actually picked it up in November and listened every week since. I grew up loving both sports and superheroes. Talking nerd. The title of your show really intrigued me. It's a great listen every week. It gets people. Here's the best part. I'm actually the sports editor of a newspaper in Northern California. One of our weekly routines now is listening to your guys' show in the newsroom, and we discuss the topics of the show along with you guys. Lots of fun. Keep up the great work, and thanks for putting out a kick-ass show, Jimmy the Greek. First of all, thank you, Jimmy the, the Greek. Geek. Jimmy the Geek. Sorry, Jimmy the Greek is a different person entirely. You don't want to. <laughs> yes. You don't want to place a bet with him. That's for sure. No. But look, when people write this shit in, dude, it really, it, it like, I want to cry. Like, it makes gives me new life. Like, people are listening, and, and the, uh, people are listening to our show in a in a fucking newsroom in a room all together with us. What's up? What's up, fellas? Hey guys in Northern California. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, what? Let us know what you want us to discuss. And what the hell? I hope all this swearing is uh, isn't bad for Why listening the to this. Fuck are people listening to our show? There's like the part they're listening together that we're listening in a newsroom. Holy I, crap! I gotta say, I'm pretty. That, the Enchantress being a Bollywood dancer having a seizure with a voiceover. That was one of my better. That's pretty that good. good. That good I'll give you one for that. You've been getting, you've been getting more quick these days. Nailed it. <laughs> well, it's because I'm not drinking as much. No, that's why it's a little more focused. <laughs> the, the fog has lifted. Although I am wearing yes last night's outfit, and it's 9:45 p.m. on a Sunday. I think you work better when you have no rest and you're still wearing clothes from 48 hours ago. <laughs> 24. Whatever. <laughs> Numbers. But look, Jimmy, thanks for writing in. Thanks for listening. We have such great, interesting listeners. I love learning about Jesus them. Christ. This guy's more very keeps spreading it around, yeah. man. He's more of a jock. He's like, a, and the jock brought, thing brought him in. Now, Jimmy, I do apologize. The show is not equally balanced in terms of jock. Nowhere near. <laughs> the nerds overtake the jocks. But that's only because my whole life, the jocks ruled and the nerds were down. I'm flipping the scales, giving back to nerddom, but not leaving the jocks out. So there you go. There you go. That doesn't make any sense. I just made that up. <laughs> Uh, also check out the trivia geeks podcast. I already said that. Listen, we're also on a bunch of networks and I haven't mentioned them in a while. Thanks to Weeby geeks, a place to hang your Cape, the lounge network, tangent bound network. We're on geek life radio every Wednesday night, 9 PM central. It's a geek radio stream. I can, you can, I also have one more you can shout out to. Okay. You can find old episodes of us on podcast.ph. Oh, it's still up there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Fuck, <laughs> He doesn't listen. Listen, and in our stood you up when he went to the... He, oh, no. well, he, he, was, he works in politics, so he was in another city. Oh, so it, the timing didn't work out yeah. when he went to the Philippines. Yeah. Man, I was really hoping you were going to get to see inside well, the presidential palace. Well, yeah, I was hoping to be like fan, fed grapes and like have my toes sucked on. And then, yeah, there's like a harem of women and Duarte's like, and Anthony, these are for you. And then there's like a string of women walking out. It'd be yeah, awesome. that'd be great. Mm, a guy can dream. Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy, and you can, uh, you know, tweet me, and I'll tweet you back. Tweet me, and I'll tweet you back. All right, enough of this horse shit. We've taken up enough of your time, but we appreciate you listening, listener. I'm surprised you've stayed this caffeinated for this long. I don't know what happened. Once you, this show goes on, I just fucking, it goes wing through the roof. You've been yelling this entire time. Yes, yes. Sorry to yell at you, listener. You did nothing wrong. 
Uh, I just, I'm very geeked out. Geek mode. And listen, just subscribe. Very important. Tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Thanks for listening. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And I'm spent. Oh, <laughs> my